Welcome back to Saved, a podcast where we capture conversations over coffee. This is season two. I'm Amia. I'm Corey. Today, we're going to be talking about pet names. Ryan is an awful name for a pet, uh, but not that bad of a name for a person. With us today is Ryan Yorger, brother of Jordan Yorger, because everyone knows that. Um, okay, what kind of pet would you have, and what would you name it? Probably. Okay. A cat. Mm-hmm. And I'd name it Gerald. Gerald. Wow, that's a Gerald, crazy like name. Gerald, sophisticated version of Like the UK version. Do you have any pets? Um, I have a cat named Tennessee, and... Whiskey. You forgot the last Yeah, name. Tennessee Whiskers, actually. Some people may say that she is a man, but I believe she is a woman. I just got a cat. Did you really? Yep. Is this a lie? Nope. Oh. It has the best name ever. Um, it's Rescue. And uh, his or her name is <laughs> Frick. With an F. F-R-I-C-K. Frick. Um, what else would it have been with? Yeah. What? Um, just, I, I told my mom today on the phone, I said, it was Frick. She's like, Rick? I'm like, <laughs> no, Frick with an F. I'm just making sure people understand that. So just for the record, what's your dog's name? Kevin. So Kevin and Frick are your, yeah. your pets. They are mortal enemies. I tried to introduce them again today. Yeah. And uh, this cat literally ran, like, jumped down all my stairs to get away from my dog. I feel like in this situation, cats are always the dominant one, even though they want to seem like they're scared. Mm-hmm. The dog, I feel like, is always really more scared than the cat is. Mm-hmm. It just, like, you'll see that it'll start to come out with your pets. Yeah. But uh, other names uh, that were options were uh, Chainsaw Repair, <laughs> J.G. <What>? Wentworth, <laughs> um, Thick and Nugget, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, those are the top ones. I like Chainsaw Repair. It's a good cat name. I feel bad for no, your future Stanley children. Stanley Steamy. <laughs> Stanley Steamy, that's a good one. Where do now, you come dog up names, with these? Dog names. Um, tongue. I, tongue? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I want to get an English bulldog and name him Sir. Um, very proper. <laughs> Just picture a big, a really chunky, old thing. guy. Okay, sophisticated. Yeah. yeah. Sir? Sir. Please? Sir. Um, I want to get, uh, I think our next dog, not going to be soon, but definitely we're sold as a English Mastiff. Um, that's and, a big boy. Yeah, yeah. We like big dogs. Uh, name him. Um, see, sis doesn't like this name, but I really like it. Name him Kitty. That's funny. Yeah. Especially really if like it's really big. It. Yeah. Um, uh, but Dennis, Al, Big John. I, I like Big John, like Fat Tony, like these old right. mobster names. <laughs> yes. You've been coming around to this fellowship for a while. A little bit. Six years now? Yeah. Right on. <laughs> Plus how many? Plus uh, 21 more. Minus five. Wow. Wait. Okay. How many years is that? I'm not here to do math. That's 22 years. Actually going on 23. Mm-hmm. That's cray. I think I'm going on 17. As long as we've been friends, baby, you've mm-hmm. been coming around. Uh, so, yeah, uh, tell us about growing up in the Yorger household. Oh, spicy. Mm. Uh, growing up in the Yorger household was cool. Mm. Um, I think in the like big picture... It was awesome growing up in a Christian household, um, being exposed to that at an early age, um, and being raised by Christian parents. I mean, you know, they had their times, they fought like normal parents, but uh, there was an aspect of um, love that I guess I got exposed to that, you know, a non-Christian family uh, wouldn't understand or know mm-hmm. anything about. Um, and I guess, too, community is a big part of it, too, because yeah. I had, well, I mean, you know, I've got people in the fellowship that I've known my whole life yeah. that are my age, too, now. <clears throat> um, 
And so community was a big thing. You know, it's kind of interesting. I was just talking to Ted today, looking at pictures on his wall at his house of just when we were tiny in his hot tub Mm -hmm. way back in Bedford. Um, And just realizing Ted's known me my whole life, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm now kind of rekindling a relationship with him. It's kind of cool. But anyway, yeah, growing up in the Yorger Yorger home was cool. Um, I will say, though, you know, it certainly wasn't perfect. Uh, Me and Jordan had a rough time, (laughs) you know, up until I think... couple weeks ago yeah (laughs) no probably when i was 22 ish started to change um but you know i was the little brother quote unquote the baby of the family deemed my mother Mm -hmm. and she still wants to call me that um which i guess is uh but yeah i'm almost 28 (laughs) yeah it's not so much awe for me anymore but um yeah, so I don't know. I was always sort of living in a shadow because I always felt like the black sheep. Mm. Um, I was definitely the rebellious one. I mean, Jordan, you know, he's a tough kid. Um, went through the ringer too, but he always stayed sort of on path, on track. Never really at, outright rebelled against the Lord and said, I'm out, I'm done. I don't you know, want nothing to do with you, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and I did. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Until I was 22, I was sort of like looking at Jordan as, oh, he's the successful one. That's what success looks like. That's what I need mm-hmm. to achieve. Mm-hmm. I've messed around too long. And, um, you know, that's that's what I need to do to be successful. Yeah. Um, and so... Yeah, I, that that probably came on more in my older years mm. because I don't think I really cared about it too much, and I'm not, I'm uncertain how much it played into like my decision making as far as walking away and uh, mm-hmm. whatnot. But it probably did. Mm. If I thought about it more, I could probably you know yeah come yeah. up with a reason that I left because of Jordan or whatever you know. Um, but right now I can't. Um, Either way. So you yeah. grew up in Bedford. Yeah. How long were you in Bedford until you moved to Stowe? Uh, came to Stowe when I was in first grade. Well, right before first grade. I started first grade in Stowe. Mm. So you were like six, seven. Six okay. and a half, probably. Okay. Turning seven-ish. And so like from, I mean, when you were born, you were coming around to this fellowship that we had up here in Cleveland. Yeah. Area. Um. And so, like, who were, like, your best buds growing up besides, like, Jordan, of course, just being your brother? Oh, man. Um, it's hard to think back that far. I remember one person, which is Tommy Heberbrand. What? Um, That's a crazy last name. Yeah. It's been very interesting because I've actually worked with him since, even though we have no, like, you know, acquaintance or mm. interaction, whatever. Like we haven't mm-hmm. talked in I don't know how long. Well, since I worked with him, but uh, yeah, he he lived down the street at, for my Bedford house, and we are the same age, mm. so we kicked it. Um, I mean, the McCallums, the Morshers, the Howell girls, like all those people. Like that's that's pretty much who we hung out with. Like mm. I didn't have many. Well, and then Chad Pretenyak, yeah, real close with him and the Pretenyak family. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, apart from that, I, it's hard. so currently right now. I don't uh, think there were many Cody others, but I also Anfordorfer <laughs> and um, yeah. Shelba's. Uh, um, what is it called? Rehearsal, Rehearsal dinner. dinner is happening in the cafe, and we're in the back classroom where we and usually record. The place. And they think they <laughs> reserved it and. You know, are they able to be loud. Away in the dumpster, <laughs> and they're throwing their trash away, <laughs> like responsible people. Um, so if you hear some noise in the background, that's what's happening. Anyways, uh, growing up, coming around to the Bible studies, youth groups, um, was it more so of this is my friend group? I'm just coming to have fun, hang out, or like you didn't mind going, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, at the time, well, I didn't know anything else mm. either, necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah, all the people I knew went to our fellowship. and uh, Now, there weren't necessarily youth groups back then, at least that I can remember. I know, like, on Saturdays, we had actual classrooms at the warehouse, mm. much like today. Um, and so, you know, we went to those classrooms... I, I don't remember if we did anything throughout the week, like a JHQ yeah. or a Word or whatever, you know. I don't... Yeah. Um, I don't remember. When do you remember starting that? Well, I mean, that was when we were here in Stowe, for sure. Uh, at least that's when, yeah, that's when I can remember, uh, like, I think in elementary school. Mm. I mean, it had to have been JHQ. Yeah. Because that was, what was that, one to four? Or was it one to six? It was one to... Or like four to six. One to five. We're talking about what grades? Was it was like fourth and fifth. That's what, okay. That's yeah. What and then it, the chill was sixth through eighth. And then yeah. word was high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I don't know before, I guess, GHQ. I don't know what I... Like what Oasis I or whatever. Probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But we didn't have yeah. classrooms up here. Yeah. I mean, we we were renting a building out, yeah. meeting in it when we first came to Stowe. So. So when did you start, uh, or when was it when you first started becoming, like, interested or listening to what the teachings were saying? Um. Probably... Uh, intermediate school, like when I met you, mm. pretty much, and uh, when I guess when I don't know, like I guess I would say when I started inviting people around. Mm. Uh, I don't, I can't, still can't <laughs> to this day say whether or not it was like, hey, you should come to my Bible study. It's really cool. We learn about God. Mm-hmm. It's more like. Oh, you know, this, we got this fun thing. Come yeah. You're my friend. You know? Fear Why factor. You yeah. We're doing this crazy thing. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, when Tommy started coming around, yeah. when uh, when I was friends with Tyler Meredith, and that's when, um, shoot, what was that camp? Camp Ohio? Or Blowout. Blowout Camp. Yeah. yeah. Mm, that we was the that best. going on. That may have been in, is that in elementary school? No, that was. I think that's uh, middle school. Middle school, like was seventh. It? Yeah. Seventh, eighth grade. Because that's where chill basically went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think going there, too, was a big, like, I don't know, deal, too. Because, like, Tyler went to blowout camp yeah. with me and I think with you yeah. one time. And, uh, well, we both went both years. I mean, it was it was a really convicting place. Like, we had yeah. Bible studies and we were just having a riot with each other yeah. you know, like actually talking to Tyler about stuff yeah um because he you know he didn't much care for it any other place I mean you need to be there for the fun but mm. um there it was more intentional mm-hmm. uh but yeah I think uh, it, sorry no you're fine I cut you off um it's really interesting though that like your answer is that you got interested when you started involving other people in it which I think is like very true even today. Like I think it takes some, like that sense of ownership of like, I'm inviting people and this is something I care about. Even if it's literally just like, I care about having fun and these are people I want to have fun with. But you can see like when people have ownership of things, like even in the college ministry, like that just makes them so much more like, Oh my God, I want to understand what's happening. I want to like be a part of this more. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, and I think it was, too, like, when I started inviting people, like, the leaders, I think, noticed and were like, hey, you know, you got, like, six friends coming out Mm -hmm. or five friends coming Mm -hmm. out. Like, what's your goal with them? Like, what do you want to do with them, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Um, And you know how our church works, too. I think at an early, early time, I started teaching. Yeah. That's adorable. (laughs) You know, like, I I don't know. It was in Word for sure, but I think even in Chill... Um, 
If we were meeting at John Hemphill's house and chill. Yeah, we were. Okay. We also met, we had just a freshman word because our freshman high school group was way too big. That's crazy. so we had to split off from everyone else because we were too big. And so we were teaching that, the freshmen, me and you were. But I remember when I uh, first started coming around, I was like fifth, sixth grade, we had cell groups over at John's. Yeah. And uh, I remember just being like in awe of how much you knew. And you probably know, like, we probably know like incredible amounts more, but like, sure. <laughs> I remember specifically, I don't know why this is ingrained in my memory. We were going over the green letters in cell group mm. and they were asking questions and then you just knew every question. I remember thinking, <laughs> I can't wait till I know as much as Ryan does. That's so <laughs> funny. Classic Christian kid answering every question. <laughs> Um, well, I was probably a product of growing up in it. Yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah. I think that's what brought the excitement, too, um, is when you're inviting people around, when you invited me around, Tyler, um, John was coming around. Yeah. And so, like, this is all new for us. And so you saw us being excited for it. Then yeah. It, like, renewed your excitement because this wasn't new for you. This was just like, oh, I thought everyone knew this mm-hmm. because yeah. you grew up with it. But when you see like, oh, they don't know about Jesus. Well, this is exciting. I get to tell them about something I grew up with. You're rebellious. And so it yeah. renews that. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I think your design started kicking yeah. in to keep our fire going. We have to spread Definitely it. around like middle school and, and a middle school for sure. Um, so what was, what was going on then? Like were, what were your thoughts? Oh, boy. Um, what were you chasing? Something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want to say like I felt sheltered, but so that is sort of it too, though, because I had like around middle school time, I had two friend groups. It was the friends I went to church with and the friends that I didn't. And especially mm-hmm. like starting into high school, that was, yeah. you know, it was like this friend group did that, you know, went to the football games on Fridays and made out with their girlfriends up on the hill. Mm. Up on the hill. I do that, mm. you know, but I, I'm also part of this Bible study, you know, and so it's kind of conflicting. And I, I mean, really what it was is I think the devil mm. knew that there were some capabilities that I had. I mean, I invited a lot of people out. Like I was a natural-ish leader mm. and, uh and so and I was also naive as hell. Mm-hmm. And it was like the perfect time for yeah. him to just wedge himself in there and say, dude, this is some exciting stuff. You got to go check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what kept me clued into my uh, not church going friends. Yeah. Was there was like, it was mysterious. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. Like that's, you guys are into some crazy shit. It's kind of exciting. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. it's, it's like. Um, I've been doing the same thing my whole life, been exposed to this whole thing my whole life. I didn't even know this existed. Um, unless someone was telling me, I hey, don't do that or, you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I think that is a major part of it. Just like an excitement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was different. Yeah. And I, I guess in a sense too, like I always was kind of a risk taker, ornery. Um, I didn't think when I acted sort mm-hmm. of kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was, that was something that was always like underlying, you know, like just do it. It'll be a blast and thrill seeking too. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. like, and that sounded, you know, when I ended up actually rebelling, like those things sounded more thrillish, like yeah. more exciting, like, this is going to be something that really gets me going, mm-hmm. you know, in which I did experience when I went to a party or, um, you know, talk to this girl or that girl, like yeah. it was different. Um, when you were like just beginning in your path of sort of like exploring these rebellious things, did you feel, well, I guess I have two questions. Like one, did you hide that from your other friends and did you feel any sort of like guilt or, any sort of feeling of just like, I shouldn't be doing this and I feel badly about it. Uh, the guilt. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the hiding it, no, because Corey was doing it with me. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. So our freshman group was basically, we're a bunch of people who are saved trying to reach out to our friends 
but we were the most pagan people. Yeah, swindled. Yeah. It was a nightmare, people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so usually by this point, uh, we ask, so when did you get saved? But uh, we're actually moving chronologically here <laughs> because uh, um, you didn't get saved um, until later on. Uh, I believe I remember the time, but I'll let you explain. Maybe you can enlighten me because... You're still not saved? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know which time worked. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's the classic Common Christian. Christian yeah. Literally. Exactly. Which time do I actually get saved? Um, yeah. I remember going on a mission trip to Buffalo um, in eighth grade. And uh, you... Some people came and got you. Oh, yeah. That was a bad one. Uh, so explain that. What does that mean? The military came and pulled him from... No. <laughs> um, so I had done something bad, uh, of course. It was on a mission. Well, it wasn't a mission strip. It was a retreat. I think it was in Word. We went to some hotel. And... Uh, you know, we're dudes being dudes, like acting a fool. And mm. we were in the bathroom and I was like throwing paper towels. I think they were wet over. <laughs> maybe they weren't wet yet over into the stall. <laughs> I don't remember who was in the stall. Either way, they put all of them in the toilet. Mm. Either that or I shot all of them into the toilet. <laughs> One of the two and clogged the toilet Flooded the bathroom, and no one owned up to it. And uh, someone, you know, mentioned it was me, and that's when we were on the Buffalo Mission trip. Mm. And uh, wow, I so they brought it to my attention, and I was fighting it tooth and nail, like, mm. no, that didn't happen. That's not what I did. Blah blah blah. Whatever, you know, denying the heck out of it. Mm. And um, so anyway, they came and got me. Drove. You know, three and a half, four hours to Buffalo. It was Kyle and Paul and a bunch of dudes, a bunch of random guys, actually, yeah. just in, I think it was like Paul's van or somebody's van, came and got me, took me home. I That's stayed at Kyle's crazy. for like two days until, because um, I think my mom was there. Yeah. And so they were just watching me over there. Uh, but that was, yeah, that was a trip. That was one of, you know, just the times where I did something dumb, didn't own up to it. Pretty much gave someone the finger, like, you're an idiot for thinking I did it. And mm. I got, you know, essentially the truth came out. Like, mm. You know, it was me. Um, so. But also another truth came out at that time. That's when I remember you getting saved. At Kyle's? Mm. Huh. Oh, that'd be news to me. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, um, like, I think, like, because I, I would say that I repented with Kyle mm. of, like, um, yeah, it was really dumb. Like, I don't know. Like, it turned into a, a cool thing, you know. Like, Kyle, he did, he wasn't treating me like dirt or mm. anything. He took me in for a couple days, watched yeah. me, um, but also like took some time to like talk to me and care about mm-hmm. me and you know uh ask what's going on whatever um and so yeah maybe i maybe i did or something. <laughs> all right what was That's, the other if it was then was i the would say 15, I mean, that 000. was again <laughs> so because i i received christ maybe i remember it wrong you should remember my first me. time well it was probably my first blowout camp or something. So pretty young. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what it would have been. Maybe I was 11 or something. Uh, but yeah, just cause it was so exciting. Like, Holy smokes, you mm. know, if this is what Christians do, I want to do this kind yeah. of thing. And never, it did. I mean, I'll say right now it didn't set in to me, like what Christ did on the cross until I was 22. Mm. Flat out. Didn't make sense. Didn't understand it. Yeah. So, well, getting there, we jump into high school, and then we go through, we, we step into Word, we're starting to teach more. Um, I remember freshman year, we go to the DMT together. Oh, God. Uh, because what? we were the leaders. I was just talking with someone about that. That's crazy. 
crazy. Oh, Jordan, I was talking with yeah. Um, I remember you were there because like it was you and Asta were the like the leaders, and then I remember Keith uh, calling me and said, "Why aren't you here?" And I was <laughs> like, "Oh," and then I just uh, Jordan picked me up and then took me there because he he had to work, and so uh, yeah, and so it was. Um, that was like one of the most exciting times in my life was high school. It's because, yeah. you know, was, we're getting persecuted, but we were also just like outnumbered, like by the amount of people who were coming around. Yeah. It, it was the most people that were, I've ever were reaching out to. Like it was crazy. Did any of them stay? Tommy, Logan, and John. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. There was like 15 people that came around. It's a good number out of that many. Well, 15 people like our friends, like that we were close with. Um, but they left throughout high school. Yeah. As it is. But they all got saved. I mean, there were so many people that got saved. I mean, Praise the Lord. Quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For some of them, anyway. I think yeah. there's a couple that are. That's sweet. For sure. Um, anyway, so it was an exciting time. We were both yeah. like working and fighting for the Lord, you know, struggling and you know, rebelling too. And, but, um, coming junior year, talk about what was going through your mind junior year. That was the crux of it, man. I mean, uh, shoot. I think that was when I started dating outside of, uh, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, outside of the fellowship. And, I mean, I, yeah, I, my choice of women was not ideal. So, <laughs> you know, I was getting in there with some um, total pagans who mm-hmm. just, you know, it was the sex and the, that was the drive. That's what a relationship was. That was what it, how it was defined. And um, so I got, you know, some tastes of that. Which was like, oh, you know, this is so exciting. Like, I'm a man. I have this drive, and I'm getting it in a sense, you know. Yeah. Uh, And so at that point, you know, like I said, I still had that, those two groups of friends. um, And, you know, my friends that would hang out with me and my girlfriends were the ones that weren't Christian. Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, high school football games, that's, you know, the whole nine there, too. And uh, I think I started falling away from you guys, for sure. Um, I don't remember exactly how that all played out back then. Would you like me to remind you? Sure. <laughs> yeah. I remember sitting in prayer group, and uh, Neil Brooks came downstairs. I was like, Keith. He pointed at me. He's like, come up here. I'm like, all right. And then it's you, Keith, Neil, sitting in the office. Keith's like, well, Corey, Ryan wants to leave fellowship. And he says, you're going to join him. (laughs) Is that true? I I looked at you. I was like blown away. I'm like, what? And I'm like, I guess. Because <laughs> like, I was just like, oh, I think I remember you telling this on your episode. Yeah, it was like, like a day. Yeah, yeah. So I left fellowship for like less than twenty four hours because I'm like, I was just so blown away and like in shock that I'm like, well, if I just want to be with Ryan. So, like, yeah, I'll go. <laughs> but Sad I really day. didn't understand what I was doing yeah. until like, like I got home and I'm like, oh, this feels weird. <laughs> so I went to bed, went to school the next day. And I was thinking, like, I'm excited. Like, home church is Thursday. I'm like, wait, why'd so, you stop following the Lord? And then I went home and I'm well, like, yeah, specifically, never mind. I, guess it was I don't want to do this That's anymore. funny. Um, I was in cahoots, but, uh, man. It wasn't like So why did cahoots. you want to leave? like, you know, we want to go that route. And uh, that's frowned upon mm. because I'm taking her away from an opportunity. You know, mm. she was given an opportunity to meet the Lord. Um, and I was totally interfering with that uh and so yeah i guess oh yeah that was about the time i mean the ultimatum was quit or leave or get excommunicated and 
I wasn't going to quit dating, and I wasn't going... Well, I didn't want to get excommunicated, because I... I, yeah, I mean, it was explained to me, like, I knew what the ramifications were, and I did not want to have to deal with that. Um, not that I knew I was going to come back, but either way, mm-hmm. like, it didn't sound exciting. Like, I didn't want yeah. to go there. But we had that meeting, and I told everybody I'm leaving. Like, mm-hmm. that's that. You know, I'm out. Um, and I just wanted... I don't know. Wanted the yeah. girl thing. Yeah. Wanted to pursue that because it was new and exciting. Yeah. Um, I remember you still showed up to like CTs every now and then for a little bit um, because you were still uh, 16, 17. Yeah, I would have been 16, 17. Yeah. Junior year. And so like, yeah, we were still hanging out and, you know, when, uh, up until you're 18, basically. Yeah. And so, but you just weren't coming around to the high school group anymore. Um, but yeah, talk about like, uh, what'd that feel like at first? Cause I'm sure it was like, you know, life altering of your first time, like stepping out and choosing to like rebel fully in front of everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was one of the saddest experiences of my life. I mean, for one, that meeting in and of itself was like treacherous. Mm. You were there. Mm-hmm. It was everyone telling me why I shouldn't and how much they loved me. Damn. And everyone's crying. Mm-hmm. I was crying. I couldn't speak a goddamn word. Mm-hmm. Like, it was like nothing could come to my mouth except for just. You know, like a shiver. Mm. That's all I could do. Um, except for I'm leaving. That was that's all I remember saying, really. Um, and so after that, I went home. I still lived in my parents. You know, I was young, so I went home. I sat on the back patio and I just cried. I don't know for how long. Um, just like thinking about what people were saying, but realizing how. I just threw that away, like Mm -hmm. stomped on it, said I don't want anything to do with it. Thanks, but no thanks. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, And then after that, uh, I can't say like how it I was on my own because I don't remember flat out. It was like, I'm, you know, I'm calling the shots from here on out. There's no interceding from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I, I know I can't talk to him. Because I've closed the door. Mm. Like, I, I pretty much knew um, that I threw him away, you know. Mm. And so I was going to do whatever I wanted to do when I wanted to do it, which was part of it. Yeah. It's like, people are always telling me what to do. People have been telling me what to do my whole life. No one's telling me what to do anymore. No. So I thought. <laughs> yeah. I was still 16, 17, so I was living at home. Yeah. And I still had my parents to respond to. Uh, or to answer to. And so I grew very angry. Mm. Definitely very angry. It was not a pleasant couple of years for them. Um, and even Jordan, too. I think, no, he would he would moved out by then. Yeah. But, so you finished yeah. high school and you hit 18. And um, you know, what's your life looking like? Well, I hit 18 before my senior year. Yeah. So I moved out, flat out. Uh and so my yeah my whole senior year I was at Derek's house mm. with his family, um, and that was not exciting. I mean, I well it was yeah I mean it was in those terms like yeah. I, I, I could do whatever I wanted whenever I wanted. There was no no one barking down my neck, you know. Um, but the one thing I remember very explicitly is how tarnished my relationship with my family was like going Mm. home was not fun Mm. like for holidays um i mean i tried to go over for family nights and stuff like that but it it always turned into something heated or i was getting pissed and bickering and i would leave you know like i remember one christmas eve i went over there and uh cody broadway was like or was it cody Cody Broadway or Troy Freed was like, hey, let's go smoke. So I'm like, hey, mom and dad, I'll be back. They're like, where are you going? It's Christmas Eve. Like, we're hanging out and stuff. Mm. 
I'm like, oh, just to hang with a friend. They knew exactly what I was getting into. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you leave, don't come back. And so I left Christmas Eve. And uh, that was fucking treacherous. Excuse my language. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, just thinking back to that, like, that's... It's an important holiday in the Yorger family, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, we got traditions, and yeah. um, to think I just so willy-nilly, like, kicked it to the curb because I wanted to, I don't know, smoke a bowl or whatever <laughs> I did, I don't entirely remember, but I went home to Derek's house, and we sat on the couch and smoked, mm. and that was our Christmas Eve, and then his parents got me stuff for Christmas, um... And I don't think mine did, or maybe they did, and I, I forget how that transaction mm-hmm. went down, whatever. But, yeah, they got me, like, a shirt and some stuff. And so that was that. Um, Do you feel like those moments of, like, you realized almost that you were missing out on something or it was, like, sad? Like, you describe both of these things as treacherous. Do you think, like, at that time you recognized, like, this is sad and I can make that stop or you were just like fuck it this is the way it no, is I'm not I was gonna going to think about it yeah I mean if anything it pushed me more towards because it was part of that guilt that you yeah. brought up earlier like I knew what I was doing wasn't right yeah because endless people told me that and also like my life was in shambles mm. so clearly this isn't like a good thing yeah. you know so um yeah it it just sent me farther and farther into anger, mm-hmm. um, into I don't care mentality. That was pretty much my mentality. It was like, I don't care. Mm. Like, yeah. I'm just going to do whatever I want to do, whatever makes me feel good. You know. How long did that last? Until I was 22. So from the time you were like 17-ish to 22, so like five. 14-ish. Oh, Pretty okay. much. But I when mean, you yeah. left, give or take so you a little like, bit of time after 14. Yeah. yeah from when he yeah. left, it was 17 okay. 22. But, right. Um, but the mindset. Started, yeah. Like we started smoking at 14. <laughs> nice. And, nice. Or 13 and a half, whatever yeah. it was. And uh, so we were kind of like, I was always teetering on the edge of, I want to do what I want to yeah. do. Yeah. Did you have friends from fellowship that like kept up with you or did you shut everyone out completely? Mm. Well, I don't think that, I mean, I shut people out for sure, but I also think the understood thing was what's most loving Yeah. for them to do yeah. mm. is let them, let it play its course, let it do its thing. If Ryan reaches out, I'll talk to him. Yeah. But otherwise I'm not going to like, I know where he's at mm-hmm. and I'm going to let him be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was one of the tough decisions that I made in uh, high school because I wanted to, like, hang out because, like, I mean, we were best friends, like, through and through. Quite and, literally inseparable. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, when you left, your, I was just like, well, you know, we're still hanging out all the time. Like, nothing changes. Like, And literally nothing did change for a while. And, uh, I mean, clearly there was something there. That was like, uh, this is kind of weird that you don't want to follow the Lord, and I do. Yeah. But I remember, you know, talking with some people, and I remember being like, well, it's, there's not, uh, like, something wrong with me loving you, but I want you to repent. And for, I can give you the best of both worlds. Like, being able to be loved and being filled up by the body of Christ and being filled up by the world. Yeah. And so... The best thing for me to let you do is be filled up by the world and realize that it doesn't last that long. Um, and so it was like after a year. Lack so, thereof. Yeah. Up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after like a year after you left, that's when I'm like, okay, you know, I cut off ties. I'm just like, I'll let you do your thing. It's hard. Yeah. Definitely was. But I remember this very specifically of like each timeline of things yeah, yeah. Um, you really do remember it very specifically more yeah. than he does i mean like all my friends do more than i do that's so funny well I, i'm also like you know uh, uh partially a yorger myself yeah. so like i got True. 
brought into the family. Yeah. So I was showing up at family nights too and uh, with Jordan. Yeah. yeah. And so that was also cool just to be able to talk and chill. I feel like when I was a kid, I remember like elements of this really distinctly. Like I remember when I guess my family first moved here, like you existed and you were around and it was like, okay, that's Ryan. And then one day Ryan was no more. And it was like this huge, crazy thing. And I remember like, I mean, I must've been so young, but I still remember hearing like parts of these stories. And then I was like, okay, Ryan's just like gone for a long time. And I remember Corey that I always associated you with Ryan and with the Yorgers, but I guess, you know, Ryan wasn't there. So Jordan, And then I remember when you came back and it was like, what the fuck? Like this dude who like didn't really exist in my memory, except for the, this crazy stuff that happened however long ago, like he's here. And I remember everyone was like, is this real? Is he going to stay? Turns out as of now, it's real. So, (laughs) well, as of then, no. Mm. (laughs) Okay. So 22, um, you repent completely. Yeah. So do you have an incomplete well, time? That's why we need bail on here. I've left twice. Bruh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hi. I thought and I was... And I came back... We're doing, we're doing Ryan's podcast. Right. Uh, and, him? Yeah. Logan! Oh, saved. Um, we need to know the timeline of when he left and came back and left and came back. Okay, so the first... Hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh, so we're bringing in a special guest, Logan Bayless, to explain this for us over the telephone. All right, Is Logan. this live? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Hi, Dad. Um, all right. So the first time Ryan left was um, at the beginning of our junior year. It was like September of 2011. And then he came back in March of 2014. That's when like, he came to Keith's house and they talked. And then he went to Florida that year. And then he moved in to the apartment. And then he left in like May or June of 2015. Uh, which you might remember, Corey, we went to go see Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, and uh, Ryan was there. And that would have been, I don't know, that released in like the spring of 2015. So he was there for that. But then he left because Andrew came back to ministry in July of 2015, and Ryan was not there for that. And then he came back again and has been back ever since uh, the day before the 2016 election, which... Pretty obvious why you can remember that because obviously it was such a notorious election. But this uh, is a spiritual gift, Logan, that you have. <laughs> I can tell you the days too, but I'm not going to do that because that's weird. What? Yeah, yeah, we know you could. We trust you. Um, but yeah, so uh, September 2011, left, came back March 2014. And then left like May, June 2015, and then came back in November 2016. Thank you so much, Logan. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, glad to be of service. Of course. All right, love you, bye. <laughs> Through this like rebellion, you were just, you wanted to follow the Lord. You had the Holy Spirit tugging on your heart. It's, you know, the Galatians 5.17, the, the battle, the war within the flesh and the spirit. You were living that out um, full force for all those years. At age 22. So we got to talk about the first time, too, because they they sort of... I came to an end of sorts both times. Mm. First time, it was like uh, I broke down in guilt and remorse. Didn't entirely want to live because, you know, life was trash. and um, But I also was just feeling really bad. Like, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Like, this is... Hell, I'm living in, you know, the south side of Akron. There's gunshots and, like, a really gnarly house. Like, is this what I want to do? Um, and just party all the time. So that was the first time, and I was like, no. So I ended up talking with Keith. Second time was the pretty much same thing, but triply worse. <laughs> where I didn't actually want to live at all, and I was, for three months leading up to this, like, contemplating suicide um normalizing it like this is people think this shit all the time you know like Mm. it's it's a common thought like just let it go you know but day in and day out my life is nothing but going to work coming home smoking weed laying in my bed 
going to bed, coming home, you know, or same thing next day, but then yeah. doing some drugs. Like, you know, it got harder. Things got harder. The drugs I was doing got harder. And I came to like just the ultimate end. It was either I'm going to kill myself or something has to change. Like I have to go and do something about this. Mm. Um, so yeah, that, um, that it was the end of me. You know, I, I reached like, Mm. so the second time I reached the actual end of me, like I know my life is never going to be what I want it to be apart from the Lord, which is, you know, praise God. I grew up in the church. Like I experienced love, like I said, and there was no love in my life at all. Didn't matter the amount of girlfriends I had, um, or how good I felt on a drug. Like there, it was loveless, totally loveless. And I saw that in the house I lived in, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I didn't have friends that cared. Like when I told, you know, my one friend, um, that I was suicidal, they were like, well, let me know how I can help. And then when I told them what I was going to do because I was suicidal, which was return to the Lord, they shunned me, hmm. told me to F off. Wow. And um, how could you do this to me? You know, it was like, I probably didn't go about it in the best way. Like we were friends and I abandoned that. But because I had, I needed support and there was no yeah. support here. So what was I going to do? You know, um, and so, I mean, that was the time too. I, you know, I'd called out to Keith. Actually, I think before that I talked with Brian. The first time I talked with Jordan about, you know, coming back, we yeah. got, you know, lunch and some stuff together and just were talking about everything. And then, um, the second time, yeah, actually, I think like I tweeted, maybe, I don't know. Either I tweeted something, Brian texted me. Yeah. Like, are you all right? Or something along those lines. And I just straight up said, no, like I am hmm. like beyond anything I could have imagined messed up, you know? Uh, and I think he was just, I mean, he kind of, you know, worked with me, but then he was like, you should talk to, with Keith. And so I ended up talking with Keith and going out to the RV at West Branch. And it was just him and I, and, um, we just, I just let it out. You know, I'm like, I'm so screwed. Like, I don't know what to do. Um, and he's like, you've got so many demons on your shit, you know, like, and I felt it too. As soon as I had that conversation and this, this, I remember so vividly, I was driving home, listening to, um, damn, what's that song? Song by 21 Pilots where he says, you know, he's like screaming out, leave me alone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Kitchen sink. Mm -hmm. And I was like screaming that, crying in the car, going back to my house in Akron um, to just sit in my room. But I knew like it was totally spiritual Mm. at that point in time. And uh, I mean, even from that time forward for at least – Probably a year, my life was like I'm seeing demons. I'm there's dark things in the dark room, mm-hmm. like feeling those sort of like mm-hmm. spiritual weights mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And uh, it was treacherous. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm very familiar with the war and the reality of the spiritual realm. Yeah. Um. That yeah. So anyway, it was intense, hmm. very, very intense. And so from pretty much that point on, like, and it's not something like I, tell, I have to tell myself every day, like, you will never go back to that. It is just common sense at this point. Like, hmm. Why would you want to? You know exactly where it gets you. There's been times I've been tempted and mm-hmm. uh, something's been thrown at me and I've even screwed up, you know, but even in those times, it just reinforces it. Like there was a, there was a certain shift, like a switch that was flipped where it was like, I know that is unsustainable and it's not going to get me where I want. And it'll only take me to this place where my life ends hmm. yeah. and li- literally like speaking. Will yeah. End. So you said earlier that you didn't understand grace really at all until you were 22. So what did that look like 
in this situation where you're dealing with all this really dark stuff to like finally come to a point of understanding grace, at least <laughs> more than you did. Yeah. Well, I still don't have a full grasp. Yeah. Same, <laughs> same. But, um, well, I think one of the things is like, you know, the open arms I received is one yeah. of them. I mean, yeah. both times. It's like the first time it was like, what do we do? You moved me into your house. I got kicked out <laughs> and, you know, whatever. So there was an, a level of excitement. People yeah. were like, holy crap, Ryan's back. This is sweet, which I took advantage of the first time. And the second time, the same thing. You know, maybe maybe people were more cautious, but I was greeted with the same amount of I'm here for you. I'm ready to support you. And, you know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Like you're, you're back and you got people to help you. That's really cool. Which is so undeserving because not once but twice did I throw away and stomple, you know, mm. underfoot, like, the pe- my friends. Yeah. So I think that was probably, like, the most tremendous, like, act of grace that I had seen, you know. Um, or at least a time when I was like, holy smokes, you know, I, I really don't deserve this. Like, mm-hmm. God is gracious and he's merciful. Yeah. Like, he could tie me up and put me in a trash can right now for what I've done. You <laughs> mm-hmm. know? Um, and he hasn't. And so that's the other thing is just like gratitude. Mm. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, pretty much the checkmate to when it's like, yeah. Oh, you want to go and do this thing? Well, you could, and it might get you some feeling, but, um, Look at what the Lord's done for you. Don't you remember, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, I don't know. He's he's placed a lot more of, I guess, the ability to think mm. and not just act out. Yeah, that's really I cool. I think when I was young, I was a sanguine and just did a bunch of stuff that I never thought about. <laughs> You're also a kid, so well, I feel like that's I how they operate. Well, in my older, like, high school years, like, that's, that was the case, you know? Yeah. But, like, yeah. nowadays, like, I don't do anything I don't think about, <laughs> like, thoroughly, through and through, you know? And I think about it too much. Um, and so, yeah, it just, it, it, it doesn't happen like that mm. anymore, which is very... Very weird. Uh, the Lord is done but with you. That's cool. Since I like it. Yeah. 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 At 22. So what do you think? Uh, from a pretty flippant What are some of the highlights of... Like emotions and feelings wise mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. a more stable, you know, guy. Um, not to say I don't struggle with that. I am very melancholic. But uh, um, I think also paired with that, though, is like a level of loyalty. Mm. Like people can count on me and not or rely on me and not like wonder if I'm going to up and run off or something. Mm-hmm. Um, those are a couple things. Uh, I mean, he's been able to use me for sure. Um, in teaching, uh, and, um, serving others like this Johnny and friends thing. Like, yeah. bro, if you ever would have thought that I'd work with people with disability, um, yeah. Before, like, that was not in the realm of yeah anyone's thinking. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, my heart was not there. I was hard. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't care about anyone but myself. And so there's a level of softness that comes, or that has come. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. where uh, I can not look at those people with like you know judgment, but like. Look what I have. I can give back. Like that's 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 what's there. Is like I have so yeah. much, and I can give it. Yeah. You know, and that's a perfect place to give it. Um. And so that would probably be the biggest thing mm. is just the softness of heart. Mm-hmm. Um. Because yeah, I mean you know me, Corey, and many people know how hard I was, mm. and just unbreakable. You Always a chip on your shoulder. Always a chip on my shoulder. Um, definitely an asshole more often than not. Um, and yeah, yeah, those are a couple of things. Yeah. Something that, um, I've definitely seen is, um, 
uh, I mean, from high school until uh, probably about like 25, that when you were struggling or have like a lot on your plate or maybe like stuff gets brought up to you in a situation, a lot of anxiety, something like that, you would always wonder, at least I was, because I was like very sensitive to it, of like, I wonder if he's going to leave. And I Mm. wonder if he's going to give up because this is too hard. And, uh, like, just like talking earlier to me, I was encouraging you about, like, I didn't have the worry of, like, I wonder if he's just going to give up. And it's because the Lord has, um, like, through endurance, proven character. Yeah. The Romans 5. Romans 5, man. Um, And so, like, you've, the Lord has definitely built you into a person, yeah, that is, like, able to be, like, no, I know what it's like to give up, and it's not what I want to do. And, yeah, everyone struggles, you know, you struggle, but... Yeah, I'm struggling with giving up. <laughs> yeah, and it's, uh, but it's, there's a struggle of giving up, and then there's, like, I'm giving up, where it's a definite possibility. Like, yeah, yeah like, everyone wants to give up when you have, like, doing seven classes right now, and... yeah. Like wow. everyone wants to be like, I'm done with that. <laughs> um, I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. And so like, there's like a level of like, yeah, I'm, I'm giving up, be- but JK, like, I know I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you, yeah, it's not an option anymore. Yeah. And so like, that's, that's what I've seen of, with your character is that you've, um, you're able to withstand the suffering you were not able to withstand mm. the suffering no. before then. Like you were just immediately, you, your knees would buckle and be like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. And I'm going to try to do this myself again. But now you're a man that could be like, no, I can stand it. And uh, I'm willing to suffer for the Lord. I'm willing to suffer to do what is right. That's one big thing I've seen. That's cool. Yeah. I obviously don't know you that well, but like I said, I had all these like preconceived notions of like who you were. And also as a kid, you know, I may or may not have been a target of some bullying by you, but that's okay. Me? Yeah. Dude, you You were mean. You were a walking bully. And even (laughs) even when you came back, I was like, damn, okay, this guy's mean. My point, though, is that, like, I have been able to see how the Lord has softened you, even though I don't know you that well. We don't interact that often. But, like, at Johnny and Friends, like, two years ago or whatever, when we were in the same family, like, it was just, it was a totally different guy than I had thought that you were. Like, you were kind and you were encouraging and you were supportive. Like, not only to me, because we were, like, working together, but, like, you led our prayer group and you were kind and encouraging and supporting to all these people you didn't even know. It was just so cool to see. I was like, clearly the Lord has done something on your heart and mm. you're not just like the yeah. guy that you used to be, which is really cool. How's your relationship with your brother now? Oh, far different. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that was ironed out when I was a lot younger. I mean, well, three years ago or so, maybe 24 or whatever, um, was just the dynamic needed to change. I needed to own my life and not walk in the shadow of Jordan, um, which was something Keith brought up to me. And I mean, it made sense. You know, I like, you know, started school in engineering. I saw Jordan getting all this cool stuff. I'm mm. like, dude, he's making money. I can get whatever I want. That's what I want. You know, I want to do that. I pursued it for a couple of years and then was failing calculus and couldn't pass calculus. And I'm like, uh, okay, this isn't going to work, you know? <laughs> Um, and Johnny and friends happened at that same time. Um, and that this conversation with Keith is happening at the same time. Like you got to get out from under him. You got to do something that you have a passion for that you're good at. And, um, just so happens Johnny and friend happened that summer. I got amazing feedback and people were like, you know, you may be gifted here. You should try it, Hmm. try it out. And so that was my opportunity to take ownership of my life and not, you know, let it rest under the shadow of Jordan or mm-hmm. whatever. But, um, and it's, it's nothing against him. Like, yeah. That's just the dynamic that was at play. Um, and so, you know, we had that conversation, him and I, and ever since then, like it's been, 
I mean, we've had our cahoots, whatever, mm. you know, we're brothers. Yeah, you're brothers. <laughs> but, uh, you're demon we, brothers, too. I mean, we do not fight nearly as often as it was. Mm. You know, it used to be all the time. Um, and because I think there was just this weight, this pressure that was like tied in, you know, mm. to the dynamic of our relationship that had to have been broken. And me taking my own route was that breaking, you know. And so, yeah, to this day, I mean, when we get together, it's like, you know, we can be open and honest. And I think that time with you, too, when we sat down and really, you know, got to the nitty gritty, like that was changing, too. Yeah. Because I think that was a changing point for all of us, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we laid it out. um, And so, yeah, ever since that was probably when I was like 24 Mm. or well, whenever I started special ed, Mm. two and a half, three years, three years now, whatever. Um, yeah, that's when that changed. It's been different, a lot different. Yeah. we're It's adult, you know? Yeah. Like, we mm-hmm. can go to each other with some hard stuff. We talk about the good stuff, you know? Um, we can give some advice and stuff like that, but um, same things happen with my parents, too. Mm. Like, it's a very adult relationship like, yeah i don't know yeah i don't rest <clears throat> on them for success or livelihood you mm. know and so i can go in there and care about them yeah well i just think it's uh it's cool and this just reminds me and gives me hope of when i feel like i'm drowning and like oh, i'll never get to do this or I'll never be in this position or I'm just like so far behind and I'm just like beating up on myself. I'm a Mel. So, you know, we get like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I can look at uh, what the Lord's done in my life in the past and I can look at your life's like, and it's beautiful just like as you're laying out how, where you came from of being in total rebellion, wanting to end your life and just being in one of the worst situations that possible and um and where you are now being sober being um about to graduate well you're going to graduate this semester since we're in the context of next semester i mean um and so like about to graduate with a bachelor's degree in special education and an associate's I mean, like, everyone does that. Yes. But, uh, like, and just being a stable dude that is serving, that is, you've been so helpful with this playground project. You've been uh, serving at Johnny and Friends and being a, a huge, like, impact there. And just seeing where the Lord has brought you gives me hope. Be like, okay, like, even when I feel like I'm in the worst situation, I can look at what the Lord has done with you and being like, hmm. okay, like, I'm good. You know, I know the Lord's going to take care of me because he takes care of, of his people he loves. People who are worse than you. <laughs> he takes care. If he can take care of Ryan, he can take care of me. Oh my God. <laughs> no, but like, you know, it's just like the power of the Lord. Yeah. yeah. You know, like he loves his people and he he's yeah. not going to give up on people. And, mm-hmm. um, and so like yours is just like, um, the, the extreme example, you know, sure. of, um, and it gives people hope, it gives me hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, yeah, just remembering everything is pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, and like, I knew all of it, like you didn't say anything I didn't know today, but like still just like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, just talking with you now is, is a miracle. It's, it's truly a miracle. Um, mm-hmm. so do you have any final thoughts? I think on the theme of hope, it does, it gives me hope for like all the friends I've had that have left ministry, which when you've been in ministry your whole life is like a lot of them. Um, But like, obviously it took you a long time to come back. And I feel like I just, I don't know. My like scope of time is not good because I'm like, damn, it's been like 
one or two years, like there is no hope. It's been so long, but six years is like significantly more than that amount of time. And for some people it's even longer too, but like just seeing the ways that the Lord pursued you in a unique way, that was something that would call out to you specifically. And like you had the body of Christ to come back to when you wanted to, like, it's just really beautiful. The provisions that he has for people who've walked away from him when they want to come back. And like, the story of the prodigal son or the parable, I guess it, it proves true every time. Like he's there and he's waiting and his arms are open, like you said. So I think that's just an encouragement. Like, and it's quite literally a feast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that's beautiful. He he chops up the fattened calf and everyone's there having a ride. It was actually weird. The one time (laughs) it was like, it was like my first day back at the apartment Mm -hmm. and there's like a shit ton of people in this apartment that I didn't even know. Yeah. I'm like, this is, Weird. I mean, and a bunch of my friends too. But that's you know. so funny. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's like, "All oh, right." Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Aww. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I'm your dad or son. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck. Just to make that point, though, it is. Yeah. Yeah. There should be no. I will say though, too, because mm-hmm. I thought about it. Welcome back. I was definitely mm-hmm. saved prior to all mm-hmm. this. Because I would not have been convicted by this. Yeah. 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 I mean, at least sometime in, before all this shit in high school, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, no, there been no pull. It's pretty clear, okay. you're, clear you're saved, uh, according <laughs> to the fruits of the Spirit, for sure. Well, I'm just trying to pin down that time. <laughs> yeah, I get yeah. that. It well, works. Well, just in case, let's pray to receive Christ here <laughs> for the what 30th time. <laughs> um, well... Um, a final question we have on our podcast is, um, what has God saved you from? If you can put that in a nutshell for us. Ooh, baby. Uh, relationships that don't work. Um, (laughs) undoubtable mental illness, uh, or physical addiction. Um, but I guess, I don't know. I would say mainly he saved me from relationships that don't work. And, I mean, an eternal death, no doubt. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, that would be the biggest one. Is now I can make relationships well with the help of the Lord work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's dude or chick, you know, it, mm. it's why, yeah, totally different. Mm. Um, which is really the only important thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, praise God, right? I'm yeah. glad to be in the same home church together now. I know, that's wild. For the first time since high school. Wow. Well, I guess there was like a day or two there, but <laughs> yeah. try not to do the same thing again. Invited <laughs> me over and then got me kicked out. Mm. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, I'm very glad to reminisce together. Yeah. Anyways, that thanks is for it. having me. Of course. You're welcome.